0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. No, I thought he was right. a rock.
0: Nice Get that? him back in the back. G'day, welcome to another Green and Gold Rugby podcast with Matt Rowley. Uh we're sponsored by strike dot AU. Go to the website, get yourself a cradle for your iPhone, use Green and Gold Rugby as your safe word, get a discount. So, joining me tonight, we're getting towards the end. The end of this marathon season, Hugh Cavill, mate how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I I'm, uh, See, the finish
2: line's in sight for the year. I'm carrying a few niggling, niggling injuries, but I think I'll push through, yeah. hopefully get through this one without a big injury and save myself for next season.
0: It's the niggling injuries you have to watch out for. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'm glad they're niggling. Um, <laughs> That's exactly,
2: exactly right, So I'm starting to slur. My, my speech is getting a bit, you know, tired. So yeah, yeah let's hope we can drunk. get through
0: this one unharmed. Yeah, punch drunk. Staggering from game to game. <laughs> like Timsy, mate, how are you?
1: Not too bad, mate. Speaking of slurs in your speeches, we had our work Christmas party, and there was a big lecture from HR about uh, alcohol being a depressant. <laughs> um, there was quite a few depressed people at that party, let's just say that.
0: Yeah, I just hope you're not having a go at Jonathan Trott by saying that, are you, mate? I just, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I hope no. that's not the subtext of what you're saying.
1: Yeah, he's the only person I know that's ever been sent home from a tour for being shad. <laughs> So that's oh, horrible. That's a, that's, a, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> it is yeah, exactly. a bit harsh. It's rude. I'm it's probably, sorry.
0: No, it actually, and I actually I shouldn't have taken that on a jovial. Route there. No, um, it's, a, it's a real thing. It is a real thing, um, and uh, we're not joking about this now. We, um, it's actually that mental health. Uh, there's a, actually a big thread of that on the Green and Gold rugby, which has been going for a few years now, which is um, a really good read. But um, anyway, we'll come back to the cricket later on. Oh God, this, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, so we've got. A, oh, in case you're wondering, we do have a guest later on. We've got Richard Graham is uh, going to come on, the coach now, head coach of the Reds, so we can have a chat with him. Um, so, but before that, obviously, we've got more gold. to give you so why don't we start with the latest wallabies triumph they're just getting you know i'm getting a bit blasé about it now it's a bit ho-hum now isn't it yeah three in a row what's what's new um uh putting the scots to the sword uh 21 15 yes because it was uh it was still within a try wasn't it and i say that it was all so easy but i think it was more than a f- i think it was more than just me who could see disaster looming there was it
1: Disaster was on the sideline. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. It had the it had all
2: the elements. They didn't. It? As soon as you saw the pitch was a bog, yeah. and the Scots in the first sort of ten minutes were were, were there, rocked up there to play, yeah. and you thought, "Oh shit!" You know, I, I can see this one going south. And even at half time, it was thirteen twelve, and and again, you know, big Scottish crowd all finding their voice in the shitty conditions. Mm. And don't and, forget
0: the classic thing that we always have, and a kicker who can't <laughs> who yeah. can't land one from in front. Um, so, yeah, no, it was it, it had the hallmarks of disaster, but it worked out all right in the end. And actually, we slotted, uh, you know, another couple of tries. I mean, they're, they're coming easy now, aren't they?
2: And, and I, the, beautiful, I, the beautiful thing was is, is we're, we're scoring them from outside the opposition 22. It's not like we're kicking the ball into the corner and... And um, you know, mauling it up, hmm. we're actually sort of creating things, and finally, we're taking advantage of those sort of five on three and four on two, and and you know, little overlaps, and actually making breaks and turning a few of them into tries.
0: Yeah, looking good, Timsey. What are you going to say, mate?
1: I was just going to ask, you, how far behind us now is the one try game average?
0: Oh, it just seems blown open, doesn't it? Um, yeah,
1: it's way back in those days.
0: Yeah, way back in the din duck. So, so here's my thing about what I liked about the look of that game was. Uh, we gave away a lot of penalties, but if you watch, um, the, you know, the Kiwis, if you watch the Crusaders, if you watch the Brumbies of last year, a lot of those high-performing teams give away a lot of penalties. They just give them away in the right part of the field. And we could do a bit better at that. But here's my thing: I think, uh, especially the Kiwis, you watch them, they're happy to give away penalties if it's ruining the momentum of the other team. And you know, and, and so a lot of it is going to be around the breakdown, um, around the tackle contest. And I think that's what we did. But the difference was, which the Kiwis are doing and obviously doing better than anyone else, but we're starting to get a bit closer there is, you know, you, it's kind of like you guys can have three points because we're going to score tries. So, you know, we're going to rack up, you know, ten, you know, at least 10, 14, 20 points in tries. You guys are going to have to kick a hell of a lot of goals to get there. Um, and I, that's what we started to look like again. That's, that's where that win came. If we'd had the one try and that performance in the situation you described, Hugh, I think we would have been looking down yet another upset. Um, but it's being able to you know, stick a couple of tries on changes everything, I reckon.
2: Yeah, I mean, on that penalty point, I kind of agree with you. I think we're uh, it's true to a point, but we still give away some very stupid penalties. I mean, some uh, that one well, of Sakopi Kepu running around the wrong side, Rob Simmons, mm. uh, you know, punching, if you can call it that. Uh, you know, the All Blacks... They give away targeted sort of rack penalties where they're either trying to slow opposition ball down or they're trying to steal and they just push it too far and they do it in the corners, uh, you know, near the sidelines to make it a tough kick. I think we gave away quite a few in front and what you would call pretty soft ones. So I think we've still got a way to go to master the art of tactical penalties.
1: Very fair point. I'd, I'd like to say, personally, I'd rather see them giving away stupid penalties like that than not having any impact at all at least they're out there having a freaking go and getting a little bit bloodlust and a bit you know a bit bit you know crazy and mm. stuff but you know that that's a it's a step in the right direction to have a bit of aggression about there
0: yeah now i agree we they could be we could be more cynical with our penalties yes <laughs> uh, but um you know, the thing i like about it also yeah we we were kind of wrecking the breakdown making it a bit of a shit fight um and it you know could happen to fall out our way maybe um line out looked really good didn't it um as well uh, you know, Stealing f- uh, some of their ball and stuffing it up, um, and even with the makeshift backline, I mean, they didn't look um, completely, you know, completely out of sorts. Timsey, who stood out for you player-wise?
1: Oh, why ask me first? Okay. Um, it was a, it was a team effort. I uh, like them. No, I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought uh, Chris Ortier did a good job for his first start. Izzy but was okay when he
0: was playing in the right field. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right, yes. Well, you know, it's been so long since he started a game, so he, just, he thought he was warming up. It's just a natural reaction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: uh, you know, other than that, he, he did all right. Yeah, he,
0: he took it to a new plane. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Way plane. past the
1: plane such touch, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they were good. The back row was all right. Yeah, pretty happy all around.
2: Well, actually, I think it's a bit like last week's game, and they all played well. Um, you know, there wasn't... Any particular standouts, I thought, you know, even though the usual Stephen Moore, Israel Falau, Quaid Cooper were all very good, I thought um, Ben Mowen actually had a really good game as well. Uh, You know, took two decisive turnovers, uh, just made a boatload of tackles, ran the ball well. And I also actually thought James Hall will played his best. I've seen him all season Uh in that first sort of 60 minutes before he was subbed, just really sort of got around it. I think the game conditions suited him, being that the sort of uh, muddy slog and blokes like Moen and Hall will tend to thrive in those conditions. So I suppose it wasn't surprising, but it's good to see the old Kev starting to come back.
0: Yeah. Now, I'll tell you the guy that I thought did really well, and if I had time this week, I'd probably do some video to show it, but I don't think I'm going to, and that was um, Michael Hooper. He was absolutely everywhere, um, chasing kicks, uh, you know, last line of defense, uh, you know, always there for the pass. I, actually, I thought he had one of the best games. He's had he, a couple of turnovers as well. The thing that, though, that absolutely gave me the shits watching that game was Tim Horan's commentary. Um, told, can turn
1: it on to – I didn't even hear him at all.
0: Oh, man. He was just – now, and here's, the, here's my reason why, though. So some people will like this, some people won't. Like it. it was one big Reds promotional video. Is like the only guys he mentioned, uh, Will Gennier, uh Quade Cooper, James Horwell, um, Simmons, uh, okay, he mentioned maybe uh, Stephen Moore. And that was it. Like you wouldn't have known uh, Michael Hooper was on the field. Israel Folau, I think, you know, got a cursory mention when he scored a try. Uh, it was just, ah, I, now the thing is, I don't even think the guy knows he's doing it. Um, but it's like it's even when Will Guinea makes a crappy uh, tactical kick. He even says, "Oh, you know, uh, would have been a great option there from Wilgenia." I mean, you know, it's all, you know, what's his name gets a yellow card. It's oh, he's been playing so well. That's a pity. It's just one big promotional thing. It just drives me nuts. But I mean, you can't. In the way, I don't blame the guy. I mean, he's he's on the board of the Reds, isn't he? So I mean, it's kind of his job. But you know that he's then a commentator. And here's the thing: what you notice more and more I notice these days when you read in comments is I'm not saying this is everybody because I know somebody who, for example, watched the game. Didn't even have the commentary on because it was too early when he didn't want to wake his kids up. And he walked away saying James Hall had a a good game. So I'm not saying it's everyone, but you also notice like a lot of people's thinking and comments can be affected by, you know, just things that some of the uh, commentators are saying. So just, you know, when when you've got something that's so one sided, it just gives me the shits. I don't know. Maybe it was because it was early in the morning. It stuck with me though. I'm angry. I'm angry about it. Tell us how you really feel <laughs> I don't know i uh it's uh Hugh if you didn't notice it then I, maybe then I'm off track here
2: uh yeah i I was watching it um a recorded version, so I did a lot of fast forwarding and um various things so i exactly I tend to tune out with the commentators although I think it's one of those things everyone slags off the commentators regardless of their stripe I think. You know, everyone says, oh, the Aussie commentators are so terrible. Uh, un, you know, not as good as the English ones or the Kiwi ones or the Saffa ones, but I think they're all equally terrible and partisan. And, mm. you know, th- I think actually I'll, I'll give it, most of them do a pretty good job. And it's not a, it's not a particularly easy job calling a game.
0: So uh, Oh, God, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I, I think, think there's a lot of yeah. skill in there and whatever else. And in fact, I guess I'm not even saying that I think Tim Horan's deliberately doing it. I just think it just comes out naturally now. But anyway, if I were, if I had more... Time on my hands, I might even go back and codify what he said. But um, that would actually be really petty and sad. So. You go
2: and score it like a, like we score a refereeing performance, you exactly. know? Reds you've got a little. I can see you sick now with your little chart. Yeah. Comments about Reds. Comments yeah. about Tars. Comments about rubber. getting angrier and angrier. There'll
1: be a,
0: there'll
2: be a pie
1: chart. <laughs> got to be yeah. Exactly.
0: All right. Anyway, so that was that that match. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything. Was there anything controversial in that match? Uh, um, Simmons punching someone Shit,
1: refereeing. I actually I thought, thought that, the, that ref was, was alright, actually. I, I mean, annoyed quite... the crap out of me. Yeah, Stopped but... everything. Too yeah.
0: much. You know, yeah. I... yeah, but equally, though, I didn't ah, feel...
1: well, equally too yeah, much, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. It was stupid. Let yeah. a game.
2: Let in, in a muddy game, so you... Actually, I thought the Wallabies' defence is worth talking about. I mean, I thought the uh, you know second consecutive clean sheet. Yeah. And considering where we were just sort of four or five weeks ago and we were leaking trials like a sieve,
0: mm. I, th- I think that's
2: pretty impressive.
0: No, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I, I've uh, read a few people making comments. Yeah, there was a great, great uh, comment on one of the posts today, I think, someone just kind of starting to list some of these achievements. Um, number of tries scored getting some wins together, you know, defence starting to tighten up. I think we're just starting to see this team turn around um, before we lead into this weekend's game. We'll come to that in a sec. But another game from the weekend, um, happened a fair bit later, was the All Blacks against Ireland. And now none of us have really seen it because it was on Satanta. Um So, yeah, but I think... We
1: all too I... po to subscribe for that one. Exactly. But I
0: think we've all heard about this. So I think the <laughs> Irish with literally... You know, seconds left on the clock were ahead of the All Blacks. Have, haven't beaten them ever. Um, I think they've had one draw. And um, they're ahead. And then I think literally the All Blacks scored. I think the guy was going, he was diving over the line on as it went 80 minutes. And then they spent like five minutes checking there was a forward pass or not. Um, Aaron Cruden, I think. Was it Aaron Cruden or Bowden Barrett? Um, uh, Cruden. 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 Goes to have a shot at the, and so they're they're drawn, they're drawn, right? So it's twenty-two all, I think, and they go to um, shoot for goal. Cruden misses, but then Nigel Owens gives him another shot because he reckons that they charge the Irish charge too early. He lands it, and they win. Uh,
1: is that is that serious what fucking happened?
0: Yeah, yeah, you but... f-
1: fuckers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, or feckers, as, as they say over there, but yeah. Oh, potato. Yeah. That's fucked. <laughs> you say potato, I say potato. Um, that's,
1: that's fucking... It's a, it's a refereeing conspiracy.
0: Well, it is. Well, apparently,
2: you, I mean... Do you remember? I, I, <laughs> apparently, the Irish, I mean, said they didn't give a fuck whether it was a draw or a loss because, in reality, they didn't win and that was all they were there for, which I kind of understand. Mm. But... Yeah, um but that
1: went, would have... It, it's one key thing, man. It's like it would have meant they didn't win every game. Now that's yeah. all we're going to hear forever. Where the grass, mm-hmm. yada yada. The... I'm angry. Yeah. I'm more angry than you are about Timmy Horan. Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> that's 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 pretty angry. That's pretty angry. Um, yeah. So anyway, All Blacks do it. Um, get in there. It's go- oh,
1: undefeated season. It's yeah. the first ever. Yeah. And yeah. since we don't ever talk prior to the professional stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, Craig, <clears throat> congratulations. <Yeah>. Um <laughs> couldn't have been we're a nicer bunch. <laughs> yes, indeed. But we're 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 coming back. Um yeah, so that was that. Uh they're looking ahead to Wales. We've got pretty much full squad back, I think, haven't we? So they're already I think they're already signalling in the press that we're gonna see some... AAC back. Uh and the honey badger is is gonna be back as well. Um, are the sort of hints. And then I think everyone else apart obviously Matt Tamu is home but um assuming assuming Leleofano kind of goes to inside centre, I guess. Um, and we're pretty much back to full-strength side there?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a, you know how we have, I was asking about the stat, about what our try-scoring rate is now? Hmm. Another one, when was the last time we lost to Wales?
0: Well, yes, it's been we've a We've
1: long... played them, like, 600 times in the I last two few I think it's 2005.
2: I think we've got nine in a row or something going. Yeah,
0: that's
2: big so... big ten.
0: See, this for me as well is going to be payback for Lions, you know, I think. Because, you know, it's Gatland. It's most of the most of that Lions team. I think that's what we've got to do this for. Um, equally, though, it's not going to be an easy game. They're big. Oh, jeez, they're physical, I tell you. The, the Welsh team. I had a look at... I saw them play uh, the Saffirs. It was brutal. It was a, that was a brutal game. So I think this is going to be, the, I think, the toughest match. Although I think the Welsh have got a few players out, haven't they? I think...
2: Yeah, the Welsh are missing Jamie Roberts, who just seems to be perennially injured, mm. and uh, Jonathan Davies, and they're missing a few because it's the uh, technically not an international round, so a few of them are on French club duty, I think mm. Luke Charteris, and one of the props.
0: Adam um, Jones is out as well, yeah, Adam Jones. Yeah, yeah so they're a bit undermanned, but... Mm.
2: We're sort of limping over the finish line, and I got to say we're going to miss Tamua and Kurandrani. I thought we really missed them on Saturday. Mm. Uh, I thought yeah, Harris, the let... Elefano did a good enough job, especially Harris, who you know barely played any Super Rugby this year. Actually, I thought he did pretty pretty well. Yeah, um, all things considered, but yep, let's
1: let... not forget Paddy Ryan's also suspended this game, so he won't be there.
2: I do have to say, just I mean, my contractual obligations uh, with the site and with the Waratahs is that uh, I mean Harris did well, but really. If Rob Horn was playing, we would have won by 40. Fuck
1: that. Tom Carter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Does he still count? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, news that I, I saw on Twitter today, and I need to check it up because it looks so good. Apparently, there is going to be a 3 o'clock afternoon game against the Frogs. Uh, yeah, confirmed. Yes. Not SFS. only that, SFS. Yeah, confirmed. How good is that? That's pretty good. A, oh, that's a, I'm there. I'm in. Um, yeah, so that's, oh, I mean, afternoon games, good, but at the SFS International.
1: I don't, I don't often venture into Sydney for a game, but I might make that trip.
0: Yeah, oh, that would be worth it. We'll, we'll make that a massive one. I think it, I think there might have to be a massive gagger one, that one as well, um, figure something out. Uh, speaking of which, while I remember, so we are looking at um, our Christmas, the, the uh, Sydney Christmas do for Green and Gold Rugby um, is going to be at the local Tap House, which is out near Moore Park um and that's on the 23rd monday the 23rd i think it is um check it out in the forums there'll be more detail about there but if you're in sydney you want to come along i can't guarantee but i'm hoping there might be a free beer type angle there um so anyway (laughs) there's a few options but uh keep your eyes peeled but um that's what it's looking like tim's are you guys up north gonna do something what are you gonna what's gonna
1: probably we haven't we're pretty good like that. We haven't organised anything yet. Normally, I'm right on that, so...
0: Yeah. Well,
2: it's uh, worth uh, noticing the return of Rugby Reg this week. With
0: the Yeah. He's, he's been long the gone. The way. prodigal
1: son, he's returned. Yes.
0: Well, I'm trying to attract him back onto the podcast as well. Um, oh, he's
1: got such a good voice for it.
0: Mate. Exactly. And he's actually I'd be worried, power. I'd be
2: worried if I were you. I mean you know <laughs> I mean I wonder if you're the Robbie Deans to his link McKenzie, you know, in terms of MC. Uh, the foreigner the foreigner who's moved to Australia is going to be ousted by the Queenslander.
0: Could well happen, mate. Could well happen. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, some, could say, some would say, including my wife, uh, that I could do the rest uh, from the podcast. <laughs> so you never know. No, Rugby Reg, he uh, had a real talent for it. So I'd love to be just to come back on every now and as a guest. That's I think, nice. I
1: think you described some... him as like a guy smiley type character. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he is he's got the talent. He uh, really knows how to keep it going, and not armor um, r uh, like I do. Uh, anyway, yeah, so they're the uh, uh. Uh, uh. so <laughs> so they are some of the announcements. Looking at that, but before we move on to our interview, uh, the best win in Australian sport for quite a while just happened on this weekend. Ash's first test. How good was that? Oh,
2: it Everyone was
1: burnt mate.
0: Yeah.
2: It was just so good. Uh, I was driving back from Orange this weekend, listening to the second innings collapse. You know, pumping my fist in the car like an idiot, and oh, uh, oh when the wickets kept tumbling, oh, it was beautiful.
0: Oh, so good. Just you know, two mental collapses from them there, um, and you know, just to reiterate, the Jonathan Trott thing's no good, and I, I think you know, David Warner would have to feel a bit slack. After saying those couple of things, but we're, we're, you know he's not to know, right? But uh, you'd probably feel a little bit slack. But what about the oh, what about the fire at the end there? And uh, the media story that came out afterwards about you know Pup having a good go at Jimmy Anderson, you know breaking his fucking arm. Um, oh, how good was that?
1: That's great. What? It's like it's like it's like I said about those forwards. You know, so I'd rather them getting silly penalties and mm. sent off and stuff. Fucking like fire in your belly. Get out oh. there. Mm. Have love
2: them. People love things to whinge about, though. You see the instant outcry, would somebody think of the children?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, but I thought it was interesting how that, you know, it just shows how media stories can spin around, right? Like, one minute, he's looking a little bit like, uh, you know, pops out there shooting his mouth off, you know, saying shit like that. And then, it only you know, only a little bit of information, which is that actually, Anderson had previously said to George Bailey, you know, fielding it, silly mid-on or whatever um i'm gonna you know something about something about punching him in the face and, yeah and then it was that pup that came up and said you know and then told him you know oh, we're gonna break your freaking arm so um yeah anyway it's amazing how all of a sudden he goes from aggressor to defender um the story and he gets better actually doesn't it
2: oh well it's lit a spark under the whole series and it's gonna be fantastic from here on in maybe my it's my inner wallaby fan my inner australian cricket fan is i'm not getting too confident Mm. Uh, I don't want to look too far ahead. Let's just, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll enjoy the win for what it is, but uh, I'm not, not by, I'm by no means G'ing up my English mates just yet because I know that uh,
0: things can change pretty quickly. No, they can. Well, I tell you what, the, I was crapping it uh, when it looked like, you know, we, we needed two more wickets and they were, were going to have a break and they thought it looked like it was going to rain and I could just see it raining for the next, you know, 48 hours or yeah. whatever. And then all of that good work would have meant absolutely nothing. I was absolutely crapping it. Um, anyway, so good to see that. Uh, and we're and
1: not old, talking about good Queensland storms, mate. No worries at all. Yeah. I had uh, I had the kids outside in the backyard eating hail, and I'm out there putting sunscreen on them because there's still the sun out. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm amazed you haven't mentioned the biggest event of the year: the
2: semi-finals of the Rugby League World Cup. <laughs> That, the cliffhanger, the cliff—no, the the cliffhanger between Australia and Fiji, sixty-two yeah, nil. I mean, that, that game—it was gone. close. Until we until we ran in those fourteen late tries, it was a real, it was a real tense one. I yeah. just
0: gotta say, for the, for those thirty seconds after kickoff, no one knew it was going to happen. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. No one's it, anyone's. No one's even talking about it, are they? It's like. You know, this—it's like this thing going in the, the world. I
1: saw someone talk about it, and they said something about—and it was to do with the makeup of the quarterfinals. I think it was that someone had lost, one team had lost more games than they'd won, and had made the quarters. <laughs> I don't know what team it was, but that such is the quality of the pools.
0: <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Just so show
1: up, mate. You get in the quarters. No worries.
0: Yeah. Well, who would have guessed it would been New Zealand playing Australia in the final? Oh. Yeah,
1: up in fucking
2: northern England in front of 10,000. It's going to be a real spectacle
0: for the ages. Yeah. No, look, International League has just descended into a joke. Um, but it you know, continues to pound on here, unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah, somehow we've missed that. So is the final for that even this Is that, Is that this weekend? Oh, who knows? Mm, who
2: cares? You, yeah. Okay.
0: Alrighty. Well, look, I think that's all there is
2: to talk about, isn't it? I think we've covered off... Everything, and then some. Great. Another. I think, much like the Wallabies, we've really sort of just found our rhythm in these last few weeks and looks like, you know, good things around the corner.
0: Exactly. Well, hang on, let's just get, uh, let's see what uh, Richard Graham's got to say about it.
3: What is rumble?
0: So joining me now, it's been a little while since we've had a Woody's Roundup, um, Richard Graham, coach of the Reds, mate, how are you? Hey mate, are you going to play that song or what? Yeah, no. well we've been saving up for the royalties, so um, I'll I'll, I'll see if I'll raid the piggy bank and see if we can play it um, on on the front of this segment, but um, yeah, how's how's life?
3: Yeah, no, very good mate, Uh, enjoying it up here in uh, Queensland and we're seven weeks into pre-season, so there's a lot going on.
0: Yeah, and so when did
3: you? I'm just trying to remember how long you've been in the, you've been at the Reds now. How long has it been altogether? Yeah, so so going into my second season. So I started here now in uh, September 2012. Yeah, and came in obviously with Ewan uh, here at the helm as director of uh, of rugby, and myself as the head coach, and then when he moved on to the Wallabies in August, um, you know I assumed control.
0: Yeah. so you've got to love it when a plan comes together I mean <laughs> I mean you know they must have been the sort of discussions you guys were having that long ago or before that, and it's all kind of in the end it worked out that way didn't
3: it yeah yeah it's worked out exactly as we talk so yeah my first discussion was uh, January two thousand and twelve mm-hmm. and you know it was something that we'd kept quiet for the best part of four months it was announced in April two thousand and twelve and Yeah, unfortunately, uh, some decisions were made uh, by the force at that time, which didn't allow me to see at the contract. But yeah, I've really enjoyed my time uh, here. Certainly, back in Queensland from a family perspective, but then also the past uh, fourteen or so months with the Reds. So, what is that having a transition like that, which has got
0: to be? I've got to say it's almost unheard of, hasn't it? Um, and usually in coaching, I mean, usually you know someone goes, then there's an awkward gap, and then they find someone who gets kind of jettisoned in. What's, you know, what are the big upsides of that? Do have you found? I mean, you know, you've, you've obviously you've done, you've done both, you've done it both ways. Just, you know, what are the big uh,
3: benefits? Well, one of the big benefits is familiarity, uh, both from me getting. to know the players, and, and understand my group. Uh, them also getting to know me and my expectations uh, as a coach. But they're obviously, now taking over the expectations going forward into 2014. So, I, I actually had a really good year with the staff. Uh, really enjoyed the time uh, working with Ewan and Jimmy, mm. and uh, and so forth. And yeah, it's, it's been really seamless, mate. Um, the transition uh, from my role. Two two or three months ago
0: to now. Okay, so mate, just looking ahead to the force, uh, to, force to the Reds, sorry, slip. Uh, uh, yeah, please. sorry, sorry, sorry. Just keep moving forward. Um, yeah, to to the Reds in 2014. Uh, what are we going to see different? And before I let you go on that, because obviously, I mean, you guys had some extreme stats last year. So you know, it was almost fewest I think, apart from the Stormers, tries conceded, but then also pretty low on the tries scored. Are you looking to change anything up going into 2014?
3: Well, statistically, I'd like to keep the tries against. It's pretty similar and yeah. score more tries. <laughs> okay, easy, easy but, but you, 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 Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the easiest answer. Um, if, if you look at the game at the moment, I think where the game has really evolved in the last couple of years is the break in itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two reasons: one, I think backs across the board uh, more efficient, more effective at competing hard at the tackle contest. I think mm. you look a couple of years ago and there are only a number of backs around the world who are competent in that area, but I think across the board now, everyone uh, is good at that aspect of the game. So that's forced attacking teams to be more uh, more efficient at the breakdown. So that, that's been an area, I think, that we need to work hard on. And that helps with the flow of your attack. Um, the other thing, I think, is a couple of years ago, the... Highlanders went very hard at counter rucking and putting numbers into the breakdown, so that that in turn led to a bit of a uh, a shift. England are now very very good at that that aspect of the game, uh-huh. um, as a one of on the South African sides. So that that's also putting pressure on the breakdown. We're working hard to make sure that we get that right, uh-huh. um, but 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 certainly you have know, you got to keep working on all all areas of your game if you're going to be better. Okay
0: so and you think if you can get that breakdown right that can you know free things up quicker ball and that's going to lead to
3: that higher try count is that the the main thinking there? I, th- I think that's part of it Matty. Mm. Uh, I think if, if, you, if you look at the game at the moment, I think the, the great thing about the Wall is that, the, that I'm seeing the the transition that I'm starting to see is you've got a lot a lot of guys in motion, uh, you've got a good good level of skill, you've got a couple of guys who can change the game. Yeah, is a great example of that. I think Quaid's playing some fantastic rugby at the moment. Uh-huh. So it, it's not just one thing, there's obviously a number of factors that lead uh, to that increase in tries. But we work, yeah, we, we're working hard to make sure that's a, a real upside for us next year. Okay, so talking about the
0: changes that are just still happening with with the Reds. So obviously, with Jim McKay moving to the Wallaby setup, um, he was, was he was was the title a coach, attack coach?
3: Yeah, so 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 the set the setup of the of the staff. Um, I, I'm i going to remain the defence coach. I really enjoyed that aspect of, of the game last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you alluded to you know our, the minimal tries against us last year. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be better again. Yep. Uh, in 2014. Pro- we probably need to be a little more dominant in, in our hitting. Yep. So that's, that's an area that we're going to work hard on. Mm-hmm. Nick Stiles has come in as the forwards coach. And I've worked with Nick previously at the West and Force. His his work with the forward pack is outstanding. and I'm really really looking to see the benefits of that here. And Steve Mann uh, is, is coaching the attack. So Steve's had stints at Stade Francais, at Bath, in West
0: the way okay, But and, and can I just say, from a someone who's been around big companies for a while and stuff like that, that when you've got the try the try count against you down so low, now's the time to move on. It can only get worse. <laughs> so you, you
3: need you, you need to give that hospital pass to someone else. <laughs> Mate, I've got an assistant, so if things don't go right, I'm going to blame him. <laughs> <laughs> always the good way to go. Um, mate, you know it always flows downhill, don't you? Exactly. When you've got it to that point,
0: get the chart, put your name on when you start, <laughs> and then move on. Um, mate, so that another question that I was just going to say... Um, the whole academy system. So a big schmuzzle last year. Where's it got to now? I think we we were talking. I think last time we were talking to Michael uh, Checker, he wasn't quite sure. People were just kind of heading on
3: and doing their own thing. Is that wrapped up yet? Yeah, well, I think that actually was the same thing really. Last year there was a national academy, but a number of the teams still remained uh, tied to you know, some form of academy doing their own thing. We had the Reds College here last year. Uh-huh. Well for us. The National Academy has gone, it's been disbanded, uh, so now we're working with what we're calling a wide wide training squad. Yeah. Uh, we've got 14 young kids here from the Brisbane competition that I've brought in. Uh, we've got nine guys away with the Wallby squad at the moment, we've got a number of injury so you need you need to supplement that with guys to be able to run fifteen against fifteen. I've been really impressed with their application um their skill levels have improved by training around guys that that are good quality footballers. I've still got eight wallabies here in the program mm-hmm. uh so at, at the moment, I'm not quite sure what other teams are doing, but we're certainly working with a lot of training squad of fourteen kids, okay. So, mate, just you touched
0: on a little while ago um, about the changes that we're starting to see in this in this Wallabies team. I mean, it's, it was a pretty dark, you know, domestic season uh, this year, but we've just starting to see some glimpses glimpses on this tour. Um, you obviously know very closely the the two guys that you know. Well, well there's more than two guys, but you know, you know obviously, um, what Link's doing there and what Jim's doing there. What are the hallmarks, having coached with those guys, that you're starting to see now? in this team you know are there little traits either in the attack or defense or i don't know the way they're looking at the breakdown what are the key bits of changes that you're seeing that makes you you know that you know from having worked with them
3: well i think the one thing that's obvious in their attacking game it's a framework like they've set up a really simple framework that allows both the forwards and the backs to be involved you can Mm -hmm. see uh, farty and hooper running wide uh in those outside channels i think you can see their tight side tight forwards carrying the ball around the corner to give them momentum or back through the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in, in that framework what, you, what you've what you got to look for is the backs working in and around those tight forwards. So going the same way, the ability to play across those tight forwards using the back line, mm-hmm. coming back off the sideline, you've got backs sitting outside those tight type, type forwards that can move the ball to the outside channel. The the, the other thing I like about it is the fact that for Lau uh yeah obviously an ability to roam across the field and, and come up anywhere, so I think providing a really simple framework is something that uh, I would think Jimmy will have installed. I think the one thing with Ewan is Ewan has got a really uh strong ability to focus on some simple things that make really big changes on just two of the aspects of the game that make change the virus areas and again I, I think that's evident in the way that they're playing can't change, uh, it doesn't always come about quickly, but mm. uh, yeah, now, now that, you know, they're probably uh, six, eight games into this, this tenure, you know, you saw, you saw the changes slowly coming, um, not consistently in games, but you could see it coming. I think now what you're doing is you're starting to see it come a little more consistently. I think there's some really good sign there from an attacking point of view for the Australians, and Okay,
0: and um, looking across the games that we've had so far which which games kind of impressed you the most which you know in which one do you think the wallabies have have really shown you you know what you hope to see more of in the future so far in the
3: in, well, I, yeah i I think clearly the irish game mm. you know from from an eighty minute performance, I think the Irish game, I think there are aspects of uh the Kiwi game in Dunedin mm. we that we saw that will probably. A, a turning point. It wasn't just a turning point uh, in attack. Really, I think it was a turning point in confidence for the team. Mm. Um, I think Quade's kicking the ball a little bit earlier uh, in phase uh, right into that last point. I think he's the he's one of the best kickers in terms of the variety, in terms of keeping teams mentally under, under pressure. I think he's really starting to do that well at the moment. He's playing with a lot of confidence which is good for the Wallabies, also Mm. good for the Reds when it comes back to the environment. Mm. Um, So, you know, I I don't don't think you look at at one game and say that was a turning point for everything, but I think there have been changes along the way. Again, again, one thing looking in, you've lived there for 20 years, but I think the conditions in Europe at the moment are the worst I've seen underfoot for a long time. The Welsh Millennium Stadium is poor underfoot at the moment. Murrayfield the other night was horrible. So yeah. that, that's not easy, I
0: think, in playing good rugby. No, well, definitely not from a scrummaging point of view. And when we're the, when we are the powerhouse scrummagers that we now know we are, um, mate. Uh, one of the things I was going to ask you is, uh, it's been a long old year for these players. You really got a feel for them. I mean, you know, both in terms of number of games, but then also an emotional roller coaster. You know, you get the Lions series and 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 then you know number of different series, and now there's tour. And you look and and it looks like there's a few players there. Who just, you know, they look like they're kind of really having to push themselves on. From somebody who's then going to have to pick up those players, and I think you and I have talked about this before, maybe on a podcast, is the amount of games our guys are playing. Is that a worry?
3: Like not not the game, not the amount of games. I don't think that's a worry. I think the length of the season is definitely the concern. The amount of travel that they do. Like you think of this group now, so they will have all travelled with their Super Rugby team to South Africa. Uh, a number of trips uh, to New Zealand uh, internally to the, the force is you know, five hours from, from the east uh, the players of them will have gone to South Africa they've gone to Argentina, they've come home, they're now back in Europe so there's an enormous amount of trouble when you think of it like that I think that that and the length of the season is the most difficult thing as uh, a number of games I, I think the Australian team's and players actually craving high quality games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think the Lions series is really emotionally draining, and it it's interesting. I talked to Daniel Herbert, who was part of that World Cup winning winning team in '99, and went on to play the in 2001. And he said mentally, emotionally, the Lions series was bigger for him than the World Cup. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, when you think that they play the line series they come straight back into a super 15 game and then they go straight back into uh another test series so that that I think's a big challenge from okay so just finally i mean we've got you know there's obviously
0: only one game left on this tour and and actually if you know they pull this one out of the bag then you know they would have won four out of five um what are you looking ahead to this welsh game I and mean, there's a lot of the, Theoretically, there should be a lot of guys there who would have been on the, in the Lions side. Um, what's your feeling about this weekend? How do you think it's going to play out?
3: I think the Wallabies are really finishing the season strongly. I think they'll be full of confidence. Um, you know, they won on the weekend with uh, a lot of disruption. Um, yeah, with a, a really different side, particularly in the backs. Mm. Again, I, I think I think that will uh, alone have given a lot of confidence. Whilst the Lions beat them, uh, yeah, I, I think two completely different sides, and I think we, certainly our last eight of nine games have beaten Wales, and I think there's no reason why we we won't beat them again. Okay,
0: and finally, did you see that, uh, or I mean, you must have heard about that Irish uh, All Blacks match? Um, uh, you know, a bit, bit of a heartbreaker there, eh? Oh,
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think that that's a, that's that's from an Irish perspective but you've got to give it to the All Blacks the All Blacks 15 points down yeah. and got the ability to come back and actually win the game and you, you, you look, I, I look at probably two miles of the game Sexton missed a penalty kick that actually could have put the game beyond yeah. he missed that so that, yeah, that's the Irish chance to put the nail in the coffin the All Blacks come from 15 points down, and win it. Uh, I think that's the hallmark of an outstanding side. Mm, no, it is indeed. All right, mate. Look, it's been great to catch
0: up with you again. Um, you know, good luck with the rest of the preps uh, for, for the season. Um, and uh, yeah, but have, maybe catch up with you again during you know during that season.
3: Look forward to it, Matty. Look forward to it. Good speaking to you, mate. Good, and bye, good mate. to have you back in Australia.
0: Yeah, thanks, mate. No, enjoying it.
3: Good to talk to you. All the best. See you, mate.
1: Round round
0: so once again, you guys really—you know—Cat had your tongue in that interview.
1: Yeah, I get shy. Uh, uh,
2: see, this is different to this last one. I mean, this one—I I was seething. I was so angry at what Graham was saying. I can't—couldn't right. believe it. You know, it, it just sort
0: of—I was lost for words, shaking with rage. Yeah, yeah
1: that's, that's everyone's out of rage tonight, then.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We've all been angry uh, for various reasons. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, so look, all we need to do now is polish this uh, Welsh game off. And actually, that's four out of five, if we get this right. All of a sudden, this tour, I mean, anyone would say that's a great tour, Uh wouldn't
1: they? I'd actually go to so far as to say we've lost hundred We've won hundred percent of our last three games. So if we can win this one, then we'll, you're straight through all the way, hundred percent of our last four games. Wow, that's like well,
2: it's like a hundred. I mean, it's. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because I mean, this is probably the second hardest game behind the England game. Yeah. Um, and you know the three games that we've just won, you'd probably expect us to win. But uh, geez, if we can win this one, won't
1: we look back on that England game and
0: kick ourselves? Oh, I already am. I've mentally done that. I've mentally yeah. Gone. Well, and, I was
1: kicking myself halfway through it.
0: Yeah. Well, we could. Well, we should have. What well, we were up half time on that thing, right? Ah, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. No, that's gutting. Just imagine if they, you know, if he'd gone out and done that, brought back a grand slam, having had the shocker that we've had. You know, all would have been anyway. But it's not going. You know, that can't happen now. But still. Uh, four out of five, I think, as Bob Dwyer said in his article earlier in the week, uh, that's you know more than a pass mark. It's not a degree with honours, but it's definitely it's an A, uh, you'd have to say, and uh, that would be a good thing to have. So anyway, go well, Wallabies. Um, hope they hope they can do that and finish the the, the season in style. The other thing is obviously that uh, is going to be the last game for the Green and Gold Rugby Player of the Year. So and, and we understand that that's, that's pretty damn close, actually. It's neck and neck. I can't. I can't tell you who between, but uh, apparently it's neck and neck. So anything could happen there. Um,
2: Is right. anyone going to catch Hugh McMenamin? I mean, that's. I mean, he's the guy that put the market down in that first twenty minutes of the first Tri Nations game. Well, Cliffy Parley always
0: does well. I <laughs> yeah. he, he's probably still out there. Probably still people trying to catch him. All right, boys. Th- thanks for coming on tonight. Pleasure. Yep. Yeah, th- thanks for having me, as always. Fast and furious. Is this our um,
1: last one, or are we coming back again?
0: Uh, I think we're going to have to do a tie-up at you know probably a final, shall we? Final. Yeah, yeah. we um, we'll go, we have to celebrate the the almost grand slam. We should have Winning. a year in review. We've got to have a
2: year in review podcast. Look back at our best moments, yes. worst moments.
0: Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, we do. So we have to have a think about that. We need a certain format, and also we need to think Sorry. that guest. Maybe if you're, if anyone's left listening to these now, <laughs> to season, uh, if you've got an idea for guests, throw it in. We'll do our best to see if we can get them on. Uh, there you go. Uh, probably won't be Link if you ask for him because it, uh, he'll probably be on the way back. Uh, and we'll probably just won't have nothing to do with rugby for a little while. But um, anyone reasonable, we'll see if we can get them on. And if anyone or an idea for a format, maybe a phone in, I don't know what do you guys reckon anyway come up with some ideas let us know we'll give it a go next week otherwise thanks for joining thanks fellas good to talk to you Always Cheers a pleasure. Okay, we'll see you next week bye